Oh, that was a bit of a tough act to follow. It was awesome. <laughs> Same game for Mother's Day next year, I reckon. Let's lock that in. Lock it in. Lock it in, Kerry. <laughs> so good. Um, so we got, we have got some extra service to go. Really, um, we've got some time. We've got a little bit of time left, so that's good. Um, hey, so today, I, I need a pulpit now, but I said not to worry about it, so that's fine. No, I, I don't. I, I think I'm going to be all right here. I'm good. Um, let me read this uh, scripture anyway from Matthew 5.15. This is how we're just going to start. Let's go back to the Bible. Uh, we need some of the word here today, people. But it's good. That's been really fun, actually. Who had fun this morning? That was great. I, I loved it. This is, we're family, right? Um, Matthew 5.15. Uh, Jesus uh, says this to his disciples, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So today we are actually launching our next couple of uh, months worth of series called Be the Light. Um, And so we're excited. Uh, Yeah, we are really excited. I hear that hand. we are really excited to do this. We, um, we're here this year. Our whole theme has been Let There Be Light. And so this, uh, this year we've gone on a bit of journey on what it means to, to actually live as children of the light. But over these next couple of months, we really are going to be encouraging one another to be the light in our sphere of influence. You know, this is whether you're a teacher, a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, like or you're a student, we want to encourage everyone to get on to the front foot of their faith. Uh, we've just done three weeks with Daz Chettle. He's been uh, leading about 25 of us here on a Wednesday night and encouraging us to start anticipating connections uh, in our lives. And over the last couple of weeks, I've actually, just because I've been leaning in, I've had three different opportunities to share my faith or pray for people that don't come to this church. And it's just because suddenly I've changed my mindset. And so we want to really encourage people to be the light um, at this time. So we've got a, actually, we've got another gift. Everyone gets this gift this morning. So this is not just a Father's Day gift. So if we've got um, the host team ready to give those out, have they, have they already been given? or they, No, they're going to be given now. Okay, so yeah, let's just distribute them. Um, Uh, And so this gift is about um, something that you can keep on your person at all times, and it's a reminder of of, of just stepping out. When you step out the door, when you pick up the car keys, you are are activated to, to be the light. Um, so today, I've actually got, uh, we've, got, we've got some chairs up here because I've got three amazing people who are going to come up here. Um, I, I, ho- I haven't even said hi to see if they're at church today, so I hope they, they are. We've got Tracy George. Uh, so Tracy, are you here? Woo! We've got Tracy, we've got Aiden Baker. He's here, yes. And we've got John Spencer. He's, he's definitely here. So let's just give these, uh, these three people a hand as they come on up. Take a seat, and we're going to do some interview style here now because we really are mixing it up today. So, yeah, just because it's Father's Day, we didn't mean to say that we had to have all boys up the front here today. So welcome, Tracy. Special welcome to Tracy representing this morning. 
Um, so good to have you guys here uh, this morning. And so you guys um, probably don't know these amazing people in our church family, or not everyone knows everyone really, really well. Some of you guys probably do, but we're just going to start with a bit of a, an intro. Um, and so maybe just like give us like a, 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 I don't know, one sentence, couple of sentences about um, what you do in life. Um, I am a religious education teacher, music teacher, and digital technologies teacher at St. Thomas's, and I'm also the Edmund Rice coordinator, which is essentially like handling all the charities and stuff that kind of go through our school. Come on, that's awesome. So good, Aidan. Tracy? Um, I'm married to Rowan, who you've just seen up here. And, fashion um, icon. Fashion icon. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we've got four pretty awesome girls. We've got Caitlin, who's 13, Danielle, who's 11, Maddie, who's 10, and Alicia, who's eight and a half. That's very important. So good. Three quarters, sorry. Three quarters. It's very important. Um, and I'm pretty busy. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and I work in a paid capacity in accounts and administration and then I also work in a voluntary capacity for our school board, where the younger three girls go as the chairperson on the board of trustees. And then I'm obviously, being a mother or a parent, I'm running my children around, so I'm part-time taxi driver. That's me. Come on. Good job. All time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, you've got notes. Well, I didn't want to forget anything. <laughs> right, what's my name? <laughs> Aiden forgot Becca. John right, I'm John Spencer. <laughs> I'm husband and father. Four little boys, oh, big boys now, um, and my beautiful wife, Melissa. Um, I'm a builder, so I've got a building company, and yeah, it's funny, like, I was just saying to Melissa before, you guys get mistaken as siblings, like, I remember one time, Melissa got mistaken as my daughter, <laughs> from, a, from a client who came around to, with a payment, can you give this to your dad? <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa hey. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So you're the elder here. Okay, that's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's not weird. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So good. Hey, well, um, so we've got a teacher, um, a trustee, and mum, and yeah, and just like general influencer in society, and John the builder. And so we've got three different kind of spheres here that these guys are, you know, just doing life in. And I don't know if you guys fell into this accidentally into your careers or what you're doing now, but just share, what, what are you passionate about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, yeah, how do you, how, yeah, what, what makes your wheels spin when you're thinking about what you're doing in life? Um, for me, definitely coffee starts the day. Um, I can definitely say, for me, uh, worship music is the way that, like, I get going. Like, my, uh, I have a wife, by the way, Becca, over there, just because she said I forgot her. Um, on a Sunday, when I come up to play at church, I'm more than happy to wake up at, like, 5.30, get practicing for an hour, get ready, go to church, play. But then any other day, it's like, you know, a slog, which most of you would know to get out of bed. Um, but then, obviously, the second half, um, being a teacher, it's definitely the the ability to influence and interact with a future generation of, for me, boys, I'm in a boys-only school, but kids and teens, and just being able to 
for some of them, you know, they don't have a stable home life. Some of them come from abusive homes. Some of them come from fatherless homes. Um, tons of different situations, rich, poor, and just being able to go there and then be this, this staple, the, the, the thing they know is consistent in their life in the yeah, school. Mom. And so for me, that's a really important thing for me, is being able to go there and then know, you know, Mr. Baker's either going to be grumpy on Monday or he's had four coffees and he's super happy on a Monday. <laughs> Um, and then just knowing that when they come into my class, it doesn't matter where they are or what point of their life they're at, you know, they're all treated the same, they have a good time, and yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's what gets me going. That's awesome, Aiden. Let's give Aiden a hand, because I just inspired and, yeah, celebrate teachers, absolutely. Come on. Teachers are awesome. Um, I'm not a morning person either, Aiden. I'm a night owl. I get my energy at 10 o'clock at night, as my husband knows. And I'm often very late going to bed. Um, I'd like to say I bounce out of bed and there's the happy, joyful sounds of children in harmony and Aww. helping each other get ready for school and, you know, no fighting in our house at all in the mornings. But um, the reality is that we're like most families. It's pretty crazy. Um, and our first priority, or my first priority, is to get my kids with Rowan because the team in the morning is getting them ready for the day. Um, and I had to think about this question during the week. Actually, Glenn asked us, gave us a heads up of the questions he's going to ask. And I thought... I had a really good think about it, and I thought, what actually drives me? And I think it's probably um, the word excellence is probably what came to mind. And it might sound a bit conceited and like I'm striving, and maybe it is. But um, my 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 heart is that when I get when I hit the ground running, I hit the ground running in the mornings, and I'm always I've got a list in my head of where to go and who to see and what I've got to do and you know what I've got to achieve and all these things that I need to do. And and I get out of bed. Um, with the motivation to do the best that I can. I've got a, um, you know, I want to be the best that I can be in what I do, and so I don't, I find it hard to, most days, lie around, and it, it's, not a, it's not a hard thing to get out of bed because I'm, I'm thinking of all the things that I need to get done and need to do well, and that's probably what drives me to get out of bed is to, is to be the best. I don't like doing things by half, so I'm, right, let's get going, hit those lists and get going for the day, so that's me. Come on, you've got yeah. focus lane right there. That's it. Awesome, Tracy. John. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. Night owl. Yeah. <laughs> Must have got all night owls. <laughs> so the mornings, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> but yeah, um, what gets me out of bed? It's, it's sometimes it's a, <laughs> a jab, <laughs> but not often. Um, I don't know. I like, yeah, I guess in the morning I'd find it that's when you have the most clarity of thought. So sometimes it's nice just to lie in bed and think about the million things you've got to do for the day because it's the easiest time to get everything in order. So. Um, yeah, usually it's kids getting me out of bed, like breakfast or something. Or <laughs> it's funny because like, these questions that Connor said to me on the way here, Dad, is it like the chase? <laughs> 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 you have to get the question right. <laughs> I was like, maybe it is. <laughs> I'm making notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, for me it's just I've got a lot of things to do, so I, yeah, just the thought of needing to get stuff done and yep. yeah and knowing that you've got another full day what happened yesterday is gone so yeah yeah so it's i don't know just hope i guess hope yeah <laughs> yeah it sounds weird but hope <laughs> yeah absolutely powerful driving force in our lives actually to step into hope and to yeah activate our our being with what hope looks like today so that's awesome Aiden, we'll come back to you. Um, and this is the third and 
and final question really but and you're you guys can spend some time on this as well um as because you guys are all jesus followers right um how i, I hope so um <laughs> how how are you bringing how are you bringing um his light or your light letting your light shine in and where you're at in life um yeah and and how have you seen that actually shining in in the context of you know teaching for you Aiden? yeah um i i guess i get to cheat a little bit since i'm a religious education teacher and pretty much my day-to-day -day is either i'm going to some form of church or i'm actually teaching about mm -hmm. the gospels and jesus and a lot more on top of that actually you know we we teach things about different religions of the world different but basically society in a general but um for, so for me, I get that advantage on that side where, like, I, I have to first and foremost say, like, if you, if you have young kids and if you have kids who are definitely heading into the 13s pluses and you haven't asked them, like, real deep questions, like, there is nothing easier to challenge your own faith and your own understanding than actually just asking your own kids about their belief systems. Like, if, if you haven't ever asked your child, what is sin to you? What do you think sin is? and you haven't like had that conversation with them i guarantee it will blow your mind like uh, there there are these like these generation of kids these 13 year olds 14 year olds 15 year olds the ones i primarily work with are so 13 and up like they have advanced concepts crazy concepts we like i've never thought of it that way or i never actually thought of this outlet or this thing so that's my number one thing um for me i say is that like you get to have these crazy conversations. The other part of my job being an Edmund Rice coordinator, um, just a little bit of background. Uh, Edmund Rice is, so Catholic schools, the way we, we work is that obviously you get picked off by like a saint or someone who they aspire to be, and that's kind of the moral values of the school. So for our school, St. Thomas's, and then Edmund Rice being the, the group of brothers that ended up, uh, the nuns and the, the brothers who built up the school, um, Edmund Rice was an extremely rich Irishman, and in his, I think it was about his 30s, his wife died in an accident, and she was pregnant. And luckily, the child was um, saved, but he had, sh uh, he, yeah, he, he had um, extreme mental and physical um, disabilities. And instead of being in this place of grief, Edmund actually took his extreme wealth and took his faith in Christ and said, actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the poor, I'm going to go to those who are impoverished and those who are, um, who are struggling in life, and what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to help them. And so for our, our school, that's our huge motto. Our whole thing is we're going to help the others. But it wasn't just that. He wanted to not just help. Like for our school, we have this big thing like money is money and giving food is great. But how do you keep them going? And Edmund Rice's thing was, you know, how do I train these people, the impoverished, the, under, um, the undereducated back 1800s? So there was a lot, of, a lot of that stuff back then. How do I make these guys live life to the full? And so our motto then becomes John 10.10, 10, you know, I, I come not just to give you life, but to give you life to live to the fullest. And um, we, get to, we get to do these crazy things where, like, we have a culture in our school where over, even I, I'm an old boy, which is kind of funny, so even for me, like, 12 years ago when I was going to the school, uh, there's this culture set in the school where everyone just wants to help and boys get competitive and it gets great but it means that we can do things like we run a can drive and to the charities that we give st vincent de paul and a couple others um we actually give 70 percent of their yearly 
food intake. Uh, we give so much that they actually then go out and give to other can, um, can organizations and charity organizations. Uh, we were lucky enough to be in the top four for Shave for a Cure three years in a row. We won it two years in a row. Our max that we've ever raised is $3,700, um, which is just phenom like phenomenal, sorry, $37,000. Uh, just phenomenal in terms of it. And it's not because it's a competition, but it's because the boys, they want to help. They love to see, like, look at what is happening in this mm. world. Yeah. And so, like, so, like, for me, what I get to do is I love the fact that I get to come into my school, come into my, my community as well, and I get to be like, you know, how can we help today? What can I possibly do? And for me, one of the biggest ones on a day-to-day, -day, you know, the charities and that, that's awesome. I love doing that stuff. But a lot of those end up becoming a once-off. For me, the day-to-day -day is just the ability, and anyone else who's a teacher here will have this exact same kind of theory. And I'm not an angel, don't get me wrong. I get angry and I yell and I do all that other stuff. But it's just being able to go and like see a see I don't know what well, uh, why why I say Eli my brain's like my brain's <laughs> my brain's messing up um see Eli for example and being able to go you know he's having a bad day how am I going to react to him he's not doing his work but being able to just sit down and be like hey let me help you and let me see how you can get better at this and it's that that single moment in some of those boys' lives in their school life where they go like man like like there's a, there's a change there's a change when you see these kids mm. go from not being able to do something and being able to just get help and then push forward and the funny thing is is then you see those boys reflect that later on whether it's in the rugby field or if it's at school or just in the classroom or at morning tea um but yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i get to do and it's it's kind of cool and fun yeah yeah it's just a few things there <laughs> yeah yeah just easy yeah, i can talk for hours my bad um and, and partly, I wanted to br bring Aiden into this because we're so used to seeing Aiden like pretty deadpan face um, <laughs> on his guitar. And but there's this immense passion actually that um, is underneath the surface in Aiden, and he really is, um, yeah, motivated to just help guys in in his lane and teaching lane. So yeah, yeah, okay, good answer. <laughs> so, how you guys are feeling okay right now? <laughs> Just chill. I'm glad I put my notes. <laughs> you could ask your daughter what to say, uh, John. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> Um, actually, Aiden teaches our oldest daughter guitar, and it's, it's not just guys you have a massive influence on, Aiden. It's actually, you have a, an amazing relationship with our daughter, Caitlin, and it's just amazing having a different person, you know, speaking into someone's life and imparting, and she, um, she has a very soft spot for you, and you have a massive impact on her life while you just, you think you're not just teaching a guitar, but you're not you're actually doing life with her, and it's really cool. Um, so for me, um... Yeah, the question was, as a Jesus follower, how am I bringing light to others, and um, how does it, how do it, how does that look in my sphere of influence? So I've got a few different areas, obviously, that I spend my time in, and um, and this is quite a big, this is a big thing for me. Um, my first area is in my paid employment. So, and whenever I've gone into a, a role, and I've had a few jobs over the years, and it's always been my motivation. Um, to do myself out of a job is kind of my goal in any job I go to. I know it's not always possible, but um, my, my biggest thing is that I'm looking for ways to economise, to streamline, 
putting in, um, you know, processes and procedures that are going to make the company I work for more efficient. And so um, that's always my goal with my actual work that I do. And because I want my employers to look back on the day that they employed me and think, oh, I hit the jackpot with her. That was such a good decision yeah. to make, you know. And, um, and something that, uh, it's a saying I heard a long time ago, and that's that we are, sometimes we're the only Bible that people will ever read because they never read the physical Bible, but mm. they see us and how we are and they know that you're a Christian and they think, well, that's what Christians should be like and that's the Bible they read. And I was talking to one of my girls yesterday on the, in the car and just we were t- a couple of them were actually were having a bit of a disagreement. Mm. And um, I was just saying to them, you know, how you are and how you respond in those situations, people are looking at you and they know that you love Jesus and they're thinking, is that how Jesus responds to their sisters and their brothers? And just explaining to them that we've got to make sure that how we're seen as responding and being is, is a reflection of him. Mm. So I always want that. And I, I look, like I, I'm not perfect and I do get things wrong all the time. Um, but that's my, that's my ultimate goal, you know. My, my, um, and how I conduct myself personally in those workplaces is really important too. So things like, um, practically, if we've got team meetings, I'll try and take some baking along and just do something extra that just shows that there's a deeper level of, of caring and connection and um, taking time to talk to people and talk to the guys. I work with, I've got a team of guys and just seeing how they're doing because guys don't tend to chat about the deeper level, I find, in the staff room smoker and they just, it's just boy talk. It's not really at a deeper level and they come in the office for things and I'm like, so, what did you do on the weekend and who's that and what do you do with them and, you know, get deeper with them and actually show an actual, um, a, a genuine level of care that you actually genuinely care about them and, and you know, and that often has led to deep conversations and things that I've found out that no one knew and it makes a lot of sense as to why certain things are happening and it's been really helpful for our employers. I don't hide the fact that I'm a Christian at all. Everyone knows that I'm a Christian. I talk very openly about it and I've got, I've got a gift that a lot of people I know find it really hard just to even say they're a Christian to their friends. I've never felt that way and it's been a, it's a gift. It's not easy, I know, for some people. But for me it is and so I don't hide it. It's just very natural. And um, and so where I work is quite a um, it's quite colourful language a lot of the time, <laughs> and but they, the guys are really respectful when they're around me and try and mind their language and things, which I find it I find that really respectful and I really I like that they do that because it's a sign that they they, they know who I am and what I believe. Um, and the same goes for my work on the board. You know, I'm not paid to do any of that work, but I'm just as committed to doing work um, with the school board. And some weeks it can be a couple of hours. Some weeks it can be 10 or 11 or 12 or 15 hours. It depends on what's going on and that's all the same work ethic for me is that standard of excellence that I'm always doing the best that I can and making a difference in that place and I want the teachers and I want the management and the staff and principal to look back on my time and think, oh, that was such a great time under her leadership, you know, that there was a real difference in the culture, a difference in the way things yeah. went because of the way that that person was. So that's my goal there. And... Um, like everyone, I've got friendships and I make it a real priority to, you know, connecting on a deeper level with people in our community. I'm really passionate about the cast community where we live and my heart is really strong for that. And I'm, I'm really intentional about building deeper relationships and connections and, and getting to know people on a really deeper level. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, I, what I love the thought of is that when I leave a situation or a room or an interaction, 
that there's something that lingers behind me and people are like, oh, there's something about her. If they don't already know me well yeah. enough to know that it's Jesus. And, and I just liken that to the fragrance of the Holy Spirit being left behind. That's what I always yeah. try and that's my yeah. goal, with, particularly with those, into those personal interactions, is that there's something that's lingering behind. It's the Holy Spirit, that fragrance that they just sense. There's something different. So that's, that's me. Yeah. Awesome, Tracy. Yeah. That's why I needed notes, because I didn't want to forget all that. <laughs> you didn't even look down. I did. <laughs> didn't see it. I, I should have gone first, and it would have got better after that. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> John, you are... I'm kidding. John, you're a legend, man. Uh, And great catching up with you over the week and talking about all the gems that you actually do bring into your workplace. And um, so I know he's coming across a little understated here, but John Spencer is a flippin' legend. And, yeah. And so, yeah, just let the nuggets flow, John. Let the nuggets flow. That doesn't doesn't sound appropriate. (laughs) Um, so yeah, what do I do? Um, well, I'm a builder, so there's a few tra- uh, tradies here I know, so you can imagine it's not always the most Christian atmosphere around the building sites or wherever, but we, I try and bring that aspect of it when I'm there. So what do I do to be the light? So there's a few things we'll do, like we'll worship music on like, and just let make the guys listen to it because that's quite fun. <laughs> awesome. And then, yeah, sometimes if someone's hurt themselves, we'll just pray for them. like yeah. yeah. And check up the next day to make sure it's got better. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I just generally try and be the light yeah. and just always have a positive outlook on stuff. And I guess for me, my main thing is in my office, I've got Micah 6 verse 8 up on the wall. So, oh, great verse. you know, what the Lord requires of you, do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before him. So I try and bring that into everything I do work-related. Um, yeah, and for me, like, walking humbly doesn't mean you're just, like, down low and just keeping quiet. It means knowing who you are, who God has made you, and walking in that. So... Yeah, um, what else could I say about that? Yeah, obviously I'm not perfect like these guys have said and yeah. <laughs> you get situations all the time where you've got to think about what you're doing and I miss opportunities sometimes to share. Like I missed an opportunity the other day and I afterwards I was like, oh, I didn't even think that I could have said something like to point that person towards what God would want for them or something, but... At least I'm like starting to think like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's yeah, pretty cool. So absolutely. Yeah, try not to miss opportunities and just yeah. And be that guy, you know. <laughs> be that guy, yeah. Yeah. Remember you share that story. I think you said that um, there were a couple of guys that were going off in your vehicle when you were just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> <but> that. <laughs> we uh, so yeah we we were just going for Smoko and they were playing Spotify. I was like, oh, I could have a turn and. Grab the thing and put this is your this is your kingdom on. So they have to listen to <laughs> some more worship on the way to get smugo. So yeah, it's always a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it's just awesome that you can be that overt with your faith um, around these guys. And I think because you know you're a man of integrity, um, you're like the plumb line. You know, if we're speaking builders speak, and these guys will just get so much out of who you are. Uh, by doing what you do, so yeah, 
and you, yeah, you kind of notice as you get older how much people actually watch or take notice of what you're doing. So yeah. that's a big thing for me to try and make sure I'm always reflecting the light and what God would want me to do in the situation. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and being like a father figure as well is probably a big thing for me. Having apprentices like. If they're watching, hi. <laughs> they call me dad all the time, like, as a joke, which is quite funny. But ironically, it's probably, like, Absolutely. I am a father figure and I need to act like that. So, yeah. yeah, so that's a big thing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, great answers, guys. And I think what I'm hearing as well is that um, all these guys are extremely self-aware when they go into an environment, they are there to bring the light. They are there to leave a, an impression. And, and whether that's a daily thing or a legacy thing, you guys are just, um, it's just inspiring to hear that there are people in the, uh, that are a part of our church just doing this. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to honor and celebrate what, you know, just who you guys are. But we're also like, this is us. Like, this is what the church is to be, and I think actually, I was, as you were sharing, Tracy, I was thinking about how Jesus said, "Be salt and light," um, and you know that's that's what we're working into the environment around us. That's the preserving of you know of of our um, you know of our ethics and our Christian values, and you guys are just working that into our culture well. So, how about we put our hands together? Um, yeah, you guys could take a seat now, and yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for sharing today. That was awesome. Yeah. Where are we? Okay, yeah. Let's just, let's just stand now, and um, we'll, we're going to bring a, a close to the service reasonably quickly. I just want to um, read this verse, though, um, from Matthew 9. And I want to land on this where we're actually just going to pray for the harvest. For a, for a bit um, and and it might even be cool to just get into groups of three or four and just to pray together actually let's do that so anyway I'm gonna, I'm gonna read Matthew 9 it says this Jesus says this when he saw the crowds he is he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers to the harvest field. And I was reading that, and I just felt really moved by Jesus' compassion on the crowd. You know, he saw them, and he saw how harassed and helpless they were in life. And we could just look at people around us and go, man, our nation, our culture, our neighborhood, our high school, there are so many people harassed and, help and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, and to pray to pray for workers. And I, and I want to just kind of leave you with this thought today is that we are the workers for the harvest.